In quantum physics, there is something called the uncertainty principle, articulated by researcher Werner Heisenberg. The theory holds that no particle ever stays completely at rest, but is constantly in motion due to a ground state field of energy that constantly interacts with all subatomic matter. What this means is that what we believe to be our stable static universe is in fact a seething maelstrom of subatomic particles fleetingly popping in and out of existence. And this contradicts Newtonian physics that we're all familiar with that tells us that matter is solid and the world should act in certain and predictable ways. But science is proving what ancient indigenous religions knew all along, the world is alive, all of it. And it's in constant motion. Even the tiniest particle never completely comes to rest. They vibrate, even if it's incredibly slow. That means, jubilance, it's all alive. The trees, the mountains, this music stand, that chair, that coffee pot, that coffee pot is life, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's all alive. Dancing to the mysterious cosmic music that breathes life into all of us. And that means we live in a world that is constantly beginning, existing, and ending. And so with this in mind, Jubilee board member and CCN, the recalcitrant guitarist here, Camille Carpenter, is going to teach us this morning about the, that creative spirit that is always inviting us to begin anew, to constantly be creating in the world, not just for ourselves, but for everyone. And that will make us all want to say, oh, oh yeah. Hear these wise and holy words. From Richard Ward's book, Falling Upward. No, it will happen. And to you, losing, failing, sin, and the suffering that comes from those experiences, all of this is necessary and even good part of the human journey. From the Hebrew scriptures, Isaiah 43:19, Behold, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness, in the rivers, in the desert and rivers in the desert. From the Manual for Teachers of A Course in Miracles, we only start again an ancient journey long ago, begun that but seems new. We have begun again upon a road we traveled on before and lost our way a little while. So first let me say I am happy, sincerely happy to be before you today to deliver this message on the Sunday of Pentecost. And um, I never, I, I didn't know when or if I would ever be in a pulpit again to preach, but when the Spirit provides an opportunity, right? So I do, I will apologize beforehand if I may seem a little rusty. It's been quite a while, but I do hope that the message that I bring to you today will be a source of hope and motivation for us all on our spiritual journeys. And I say all of us because... As my mom, who is an AME preacher, has often reminded me that a good and honest preacher knows what they are preaching, that, that they are preaching more to themselves first and foremost than they are to the congregation. But before we get right to the good stuff, let me ask y'all a question. How many of you all like starting over? So two people in the whole room, they, they appreciate starting over. Okay, so y'all might be a little bit further on the spiritual journey than a, than a lot of other people. Um, maybe, you know, we think of a school project or a work project or rebuilding one's finances or starting over in a relationship. 
Many of us do not consider starting over anything to look at with any kind of glee. I would say, well, in our modern Western American society, but really it, it just doesn't seem to be in our human makeup to want to look forward to starting over. And oftentimes we'll avoid doing so if at all possible. We do not have to look far to see that in minor and major ways, people and institutions are continuing with behaviors and ideologies that have long outlived their usefulness. They will continue with the same ways of doing and thinking, even to their very detriment, than to start over. And what is it about starting over that makes us sigh at the very thought? I mean, of course, there's, you know, you, all the energy that you have to expel again and the time that you have to put forward again and starting from the beginning and reworking some things or maybe a lot of things or maybe everything. <laughs> but I think more than that, that we shrink away from embracing having to start over because the very idea obviously means that something went wrong. Mistakes were made, the wrong tool or idea was utilized, and there was a glitch in the system and things just did not turn out the way that we had imagined or expected. For a lot of us, starting over means there was a failure either with us or our understanding, and let's face it, really, our egos do not like to admit failure. And I know it's the trendy thing, the popular thing, the woke thing, these days to say that it's not bad to fail, that failure is part of the process and that one grows from failing. And they're right. They're completely right. But we like to say a lot of things. Or as my bestie occasionally likes to say, that's what your mouth says. It sounds good. <laughs> but you ain't really feeling it. Because for most of us, when it comes to starting over, we concede begrudgingly. And when it comes to our lives, the usual story goes that we either have to dang near experience a devastating event or a major loss, or we have to finally concede that the only way to go forward is to go back again. So let me ask you another question. How many of you all, either by parental or authority figure, media, or in school, were ever taught that you would one day have to start again in life and that this was an inevitable and necessary part of your life or spiritual journey? Anyone ever, t anybody's parents? Oh, you're lucky. <sighs> I mean, I do not remember my parents sitting me down and explaining to me, like they did the birds and the bees, that one day I would have to start over some aspect of my life, if not all of it. Yet this thing about starting over is written in our ancient stories, like Homer, the Odyssey. I love the Odyssey. It's in the biblical stories. When Adam and Eve was expelled from the garden, it was a starting over point. When Noah and the ark, it finally lands, and they're able to exit the ark, it's a starting over point. When the Israelites, they exited out of Egypt and headed towards the promised land, it was a starting over point. It's in our philosophical writings. If you read Carl Jung and Joseph Campbell and many others, 
It's in the spiritual writings, too, of who I consider the rock star of all spiritual writers, Thomas Merton. Um, <laughs> my fave. But beyond that, the event of starting over is written in the very biological and spiritual DNA of all of life. From sun up and sun down again to start a fresh new day, from winter to spring to summer and fall each year, it goes through sleeping, the earth goes through sleeping and waking from birth, death, and rebirth, thus renewing its magical it's natural magic to sustain life. Even in the stars, there's, there's this program I like to watch occasionally when I want to get out of my philosophical mind and into my more scientific mind called The History of the World in Two Hours. Well, well if you take out the commercials, it's a history of the world in an hour and a half, but, but I digress. You know. <laughs> And so based on the Big Bang Theory, the documentary goes that 13.7 billion years ago. 13 points. I, I have a hard time conceptually, conceptualizing the fact that Nirvana's Nevermind is more than 30 years old. <laughs> Much less try to bring my mind back to 13.7 billion years. But it goes on to say that at about 300 million years after the Big Bang came the formation of the stars. Now, the stars which were created when under great heat and pressure, hydrogen atoms began to slam into one another, creating helium and subsequently the stars. And over a massive period of time, these hydrogen and helium atoms within the stars began to fuse to create elements like oxygen, lithium, carbon, nitrogen, and 20 other elements that are the literal building blocks of our existence. Y'all didn't know y'all was going to show up to a science lesson today, did y'all? Now, don't ever let anyone tell you that you aren't a star. Candace said it in one of her introductory sayings. For we all literally are walking stardust. But this isn't the only amazing thing about stars. Besides being these gigantic element factories, when a star dies, it still brings forth life. So a couple million years after the first stars appeared, supernovas begin to occur of a star, you know, a death of a star. And in that massive cosmic death, we get all the other elements in our universe to include copper, gold, uranium, zillenium, just to name a few. I mean, look on the back of your vitamin bottle. Magnesium, <laughs> and all the other stuff in it that, that it just said that we need to put in our bodies in order to be healthy. These elements, the very seeds of life from the birth of a, that comes from a birth of a star to its cataclysmic death and then rebirth into new life. Starting over, it's in the DNA of life. And yet with our linear Western mindset, where either consciously or subconsciously, we have championed the model onward and upward. As much as Rome proclaimed we came, we saw, we conquered. The idea of starting over could be a huge blow to our egos, especially where right answers and utter certainty are the norm and old modes of thinking are touted as tradition. I mean, I don't know about you, but I have never liked starting over in anything, much less life or some part of it. 
having to take a step back and reflect on one's life and coming to the realization that maybe the answers we have always been handed to us and that we may even be expected to uphold no longer yield the expected results and in fact are causing way more harm than they ever did good. It's a very vulnerable and fear-ridden place to be. Yeah, I mean, like, who would willingly put themselves in that position? Life is hard as it is. But this is why in his book, Falling Upward, the Franciscan priest Richard Ward tells us that when it comes to our life's journey, none of us can go into our spiritual maturity completely of our own accord or by a totally free choice. We are led by mystery, which religious people rightly call grace. Most of us have to be conjoled or seduced into it, or we fall into it by some kind of transgression. Since my time here at Jubilee, let's see, I was an occasional visitor from about 2012 to about two and a half years ago, and I became a more active member and coming more and then eventually serving Jubilee. And in my time here, my interactions with fellow jubilants, it became apparent to me that several persons were either very much spiritually intelligent enough to recognize the spiritual importance of starting over and was on their way out of one beginning and into another. Or like myself, were those who had just come into this starting over reality. I was looking for some sort of halfway stable ground in which to start to make sense of ourselves and our lives and our faith in our world again. Hopefully through more, and hopefully through more authentic and honest eyes. And as exerted by Father Roar, few of us, if any, went willingly into our realities of starting again but I would put some good money on the table to say that few, if any of us, would take back the fruits of that starting over experience. Did we wish that the experience that brought us to that rock bottom place wasn't so painful or lower, lower us to our knees and break us in ways that we never thought we could be broken? <laughs> yeah, of course. Did we wish we could have responded differently to our starting over experiences or be more spiritually aware enough and willful enough to allow the Holy Spirit to have its way in stripping and in shaping us instead of acting out of whatever egos we had chosen for ourselves at the time? Yeah. Because all that did was prolong the inevitable of what the Spirit wanted to do in the first place. <laughs> God would get his way. <laughs> but if you have been through starting over once, hopefully you have embraced at least more than you did previously the blessings that lies in beginning at the starting line again. And after all of this, I know y'all wondering, well, what is that blessing? <laughs> what is the reason God, the spirit, life, faith, whatever you want to call it, brings us to this point in our journey? I mean, I have had to ask God many times when I had little to no understanding of what was happening to me in my life or why I was taken to such a low point. When I lamented angrily to God the lines of Maya Angelou's poem, and I actually did this, I was like, God, did you want to see me broken, bowed head and lowered eyes? 
Shoulders falling like teardrops weakened by my soulful cries? Like, really, what is the point of this? And if you are one who believes that everything happens for a reason, I know you have not only wondered the what, but the why of it all. And I can imagine that if you are one who has had to start over more than once in the different parts of your life, the why can become an even more persistent, nagging inquiry that plays over and over and over again in the depths of your consciousness. And whether you're one who has found themselves at the start of the race again, after all the years and all the effort in getting yourself as far as you did the the time before, or this is your introduction to the experience, the goal of such happenings, I believe, at least spiritually, is to bring us closer to fulfilling Jesus' proclamation to love God and to love others as we love ourselves. So could it be that at every juncture of starting over, the Spirit is bringing us closer to what love truly is, to who we truly are, and to an awakening to the possibilities of the divine and what the holy other can do in love? That's the very hope the spiritual blessings we could look forward to at, at, at every starting over event in our lives is the very hope that I believe we find in the celebration of the Via Transformativa espoused in creation spirituality. You know, good old Matthew Fox. Yeah. Well, if you like a lot of heady stuff. Richard War is easier to read. Yeah. <laughs> Amen to that. Oh, yeah, did I? <laughs> In this time, as well as any other time, finding ourselves having to rebuild ourselves from the foundation up, we become that much more free from defining the divine by our egos. We learn to let go of defining ourselves with outward things like titles and status and material things and piety. We learn to break down barriers that keep us separate from our true selves as well as from one another by relinquishing our internal judgment of both. Instead, the great spiritual hope in our starting over events lies that with every approach of that starting line, we find ourselves met with such an extraordinary measure of depth of compassion unbeknownst unbeknownst to us before, and we are transformed. Think back to your first spiritual experience, your true one, not one that was manufactured for you by religion, but your true one. God's compassion, and he was transformed. Our eyes, meaning our perspectives, but more importantly, our hearts are open to a renewed compassion that allows us to, at the very least, conceive of a bigger God to stop trying to appease egotistical expectations and to recognize for yourself who you really are as a child of God, child of light, child of spirit. To see past our outward presentation and and limitations to know that to love another is the culmination of loving spirit and self in its truest form. In this hope, we do not find ourselves unwilling, 
fearful slaves to the expectations of dogmatic institutions and societal standards? No, in Via Transformativa, we find a Holy Spirit that allows us to be co-creators in expressing spiritual truths in new, creative, and in transformative ways that will continue to bring us closer and closer to that spark of the divine within ourselves while also bearing witness to that same spirit with acts of compassion. You see, at every starting over event where we are inevitably led to go deeper into our souls, we long for a deeper compassion. The type of compassion that would strip away all the separation or really all the perceived separation from the spirit within that animates our being. It takes away the separation from ourselves to know and understand and love ourselves for ourselves. And to, and to relinquish the separation from one another if we are ever to live in the biblical hope of the new creation, not only for ourselves as individuals, but in this world that we inhabit. And I know this sounds very idealistic, possibly even naive, but most spiritual things do, especially when compared to how the world does business as usual. But maybe that's the point, that when we find ourselves starting over, we learn to see through new and refined lenses. We become open to a deeper aspect of life and are forever changed for the better for it. So my prayer for you, for me, for all of us, is that we come to a place in our growth and maturity that we learn to embrace the times where we find ourselves resetting and rebuilding our lives. It is my prayer that we embrace these times and the hope that it brings with the faith that whatever we went through to get back to this place, the final outcome will be so much more greater and the effects will, will reach far beyond we can fathom. And as we come to embrace ourselves, we as spiritual seekers also seek it for the world also. I mean, love your neighbors, you love yourself, right? So here's to starting over again and again and again, and again. No, not always for the same reasons. Hopefully not. Hopefully you learn your lessons quickly. <laughs> but always with a deep compassion and a growing hope to live brand new. Oh, yeah. <laughs>